Hello, this is Timmy Black, and welcome again to another episode of The Lives of Contemporary Artists. As I promised last week, we're returning, at least for at least for this episode, to the original idea, the original mission of this podcast. The original impetus for this for this for this grand project, the project of chronicling the lives of contemporary artists, which which incidentally, this this project, this this enterprise has has grown from its from its modest beginnings, from a from a makeshift primitive shoddy and and and, and I'll admit from a poorly produced one man mom and pop underfunded amateurish operation into well Quite a quite a significant and um, I dare say influential organ for the artistic vocation. At least that's what my my interns have been telling me, and they're and they're pretty they're pretty plugged in. I mean, the, this this tech stuff comes comes pretty naturally to them, and and they know and they they, <laughs> they seem to know a lot about the internet and and they know about how all this stuff works. Anyway, I, 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 how did I start this? I'd like to return to our original mission. I want to return to the subject of art and artists. So today, I'd like to feature the incredible Pakistani-American artist, Komal Gilboa. Now, full disclosure, Komal is a friend of mine. Well, well, maybe, maybe more than a friend. I mean, Komal and I used to, uh, well, we used to date years ago, and we've kept in touch. And, and and you know, we've we've kept in touch. And 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 I just want full disclosure. I just want to deflect any possible accusations that I, because uh, I've been accused of this before. I've been accused of this qu- quite a bit, in fact, of featuring on my podcast people I know, you know, like friends, friends of mine. And, I, and I, I've been accused of promoting my friends and perhaps even overlooking more prominent, more deserving, more more interesting artists in, in favor of, you know, people in my, in, my, in my network, so to speak. So I want to deflect all that and assure you that Komal Gilboa appears on my podcast on the virtue of her indisputable merits. As if, uh, as if the art world, or I don't know any other world for that matter, operated as a as a meritocracy. Anyway, Komal, my 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 ex, Komal, Komal Gilboa, is a fabulous painter, and and though her work still remains somewhat obscure, I hope that with my help, with the help of my podcast and the vast reach of my listener base and their outsized impact on the politics and economics of the art world and the art market, I hope, I hope we can remedy that situation for the better. Oh, and and, 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 and by the way, you know, we still live in a democracy, so please feel free to contact me. You can contact me too. You can, you can network with me. You can join my network. And you can allow me to join 
your network. I'm not only happy to hear from you, I'm, I'm eager to hear from you and, and, and to welcome you and include you within my, my, with my vast reservoir of, of, of contacts. It's important. We can form a community and all of us can help each other. I mean, look, I'm not suggesting we operate on any kind of quid pro quo basis, but if you're a, I don't know, a curator or you you sit on a, you know, a board of any one of our terrific contemporary art museums, or, 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 or if you're some sort of adjudicator for an art grant or foundation, or even if you're a collector, please feel free to get in touch with me. And, 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 and even if you're just some poor schlub hoping against hope to make some kind of professional inroad, you too should should reach out. I'm, I'm sure there's something you might have that I might need. And that, and that, my friends, is the way of the world. And speaking of the world, the Pakistani American painter Komal Gilboa has to be, in, 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 at least in my opinion, one of the top five painters working today. She, she's right up there with the Los Angeles giant David Schaffman, and, and she's up there with, with the French uh, mm, genius, the French genius, Curado Malaspina, and um, I would put her in the same category as the extremely talented and prolific multimedia artist who, parenthetically, is also an ex-girlfriend of mine, the, the beautiful Dahlia Danton, and, and, I'd, and I'd probably include in that list Spark Boone from, from New York. Those are probably my top five. Yeah, let's see. Three guys and two, two girls, two, I mean, two women. It seems about right. I mean, I mean, Boone is gay, and I think that Malaspina is either bisexual or biracial. Maybe he's both. I think he's both. Well, I know he's French. Anyway, I suppose it's a fair, equitable representation. Anyway, back to Komal Gilboa. Komal, you see, had a rough childhood and, and 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 that really informs her work her her parents immigrated from from karachi jimmy i think you have that all wrong i think you got that wrong i i, I got it i got i'm wrong yeah you're wrong about that what's that yeah dude get your facts straight uh, yeah grandparents it was her grandparents that immigrated from karachi wait let me let, i got my notes hold on hold Okay, here, I have my notes. Um, I got it, here. Her maternal, uh, her maternal grandmother, Vardi Lapid, was born in Lahore and came to the United States as a child in 1929. Hmm, that might, that might have, that might have been before Pakistan was a country. Anyway, let's not split hairs. Her grandfather, Har Har Gilboa, was a pretty famous poet 
who was known mostly for composing very inventive ghazals in both English and in Urdu. And it looks like he was born in 1921 in Louisville, Kentucky. Anyway, Kumal grew up in Orange County, California, in a place called Irvine, where both her parents were doctors. Let's see, she studied painting at CalArts, where, where one of her professors was the legendary Boris Lemon. That explains a lot. Anyway, her childhood, her childhood, her childhood apparently had a, had a tremendous impact on her paintings. I guess her parents were both pretty, pretty busy as doctors. So she was raised essentially by a series of nannies and she was an only child and as as she put it in the catalog of her 2018 mid-career retrospective at the asian american museum of contemporary art in jersey city ever since she could remember she longed for a true sense of what she calls belonging see here here we have a turning point in in in, in 2007 she received a six-month fellowship from the Vadamash Foundation in Colorado, which provided for her a studio at their artist retreat near Aspen. And it was there at Vadamash where Komal felt for the very first time that she really, really belonged somewhere that she had found a home, that, that people got her, that they really got her. They, they, they knew what she was about and she felt, she felt safe. Now the way she tells it, it was on her very first day there. Uh, she and her, her fellow grantees were, were gathered together in the, in the gorgeous Latif Bitahi conference room. I was there once, it really is gorgeous. I was on a panel a few years ago over there. Something, what did, it was something about the importance of hydration in postmodern artistic practice, something like, anyway, not important. She, she and her fellow grantees gathered in the gorgeous Latif Bitahi conference room where they were the beneficiaries of an elaborate initiation ritual. It, it was sort of a, a large artistic group awareness training kind of thing. And, 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 and when she told me about this, I, I, ha <laughs> I have to say, I thought she was kidding, but she insisted that it was all true and, 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 and that she loved it. Anyway, all these artists, painters, sculptors, performance artists, filmmakers, ceramicists, a couple of weavers, and even a few experimental animators were, were herded together in this chilly, carpeted conference room. And, 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 and they had to stay there. They had to stay there for 12 hours with, with a few 10-minute breaks every so often. And it was there that they were, they were subjected to all these intense, intercommunication-like exercises. A lot, of, a, lot, a lot of these kind of confessional, very uh, revealing exercises. And a, and, and a lot of people cried and, and, and a few got really scared. But when they were done, uh, it was around 10 or 11 at night, they were told to go right to bed and to come back the next morning at eight. Now, at first, Komal thought this was some sort of sense of 
deprivation conceptual art project because she heard one of the grantees was a big uh, Marina Abramovich fan. But, but, but in fact, this was Vadamash's standard procedure and it was meant to solidify the bonds between the artist, the foundation, and the collective. A bond, a special, special kind of bond. The kind of bond that Komal never managed to form with, with her parents or even, even her friends. She loved it. For her, it was transformational and it completely changed her work. Now, it, it's not entirely clear how it changed her work, but, but, uh, but it, it changed her as a person. I can tell you, she was, she was never the same again. She, she finally felt that she belonged to something, something, something bigger than herself. And, 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 and while awash in that sense of belonging, she submitted to the idea that she was possessed, owned in a way. And she never felt abandoned or alienated ever again. Well, maybe that's not entirely true. She, she, she once told me that she sometimes feels alienated from people who aren't part of the Vardamash clan, people who haven't been exposed to their teachings. But she's become a, a, a kind of unofficial ambassador and she's always encouraging other artists to apply for a residency. And apparently it's pretty easy to be accepted. And the studios I hear are really, really nice. Apparently some of the studios have this great view of Mirror Lake. Anyway, I've seen Komal's work both before and after her Vardamash residency. And there's definitely, well, maybe, maybe there's a difference. So there you are. Well, there you are, and, 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 and so much, so much for painting and, and painters and large groups and, uh, and emotional epiphanies and, and the warm, cozy, submissive feeling of being part of something. Now, next time on our podcast, I will feature another ex-girlfriend of mine who found fame and fortune designing larger-than-life murals for the church of the Latter-day Saints. So, please subscribe and please reach out to me on LinkedIn and maybe you and I can find some mutual benefit as we navigate together the politics of survival of the lives of contemporary artists.